You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on the book of Proverbs, now looking at Proverbs chapter 27. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. Well, hello. We're in chapter 27 of Proverbs today, getting near the end, but still five lessons to go. Thank you for hanging with us so far. Let's read. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let someone else praise you, not your own mouth, an outsider, and not your own lips. Stone is heavy and sand a burden, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. One who is full loathes honey from the comb, but to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. Like a bird that flees its nest is anyone who flees from home. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from his heartfelt advice. Do not forsake your friend or a friend of your family. Do not go to your relative's house when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a relative far away. Be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart. Then I can answer anyone who treats me with contempt. The prudent see danger and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Take the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger. Hold it in pledge if it is done for an outsider. If anyone loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The one who guards a fig tree will eat its fruit. And whoever protects his master will be honored. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are human eyes. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but people are tested by their praise. Though you grind a fool in a mortar, grinding him like grain with a pestle, you will not remove his folly from him. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. For riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. When the hay is removed and new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you with clothing, and with the goats uh, and the goats with the price of a field, you will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female servants. Well, that's Proverbs chapter 25. I've always stumbled over that last part about the lambs and the goats and feeding my female servants. It's very doubtful that that describes something that's culturally familiar to you, but there's always an application. Okay, I'd like to talk about the first two verses. Don't boast about tomorrow. You know, if we're not giving it to the Lord, even announcing our plans for tomorrow, is not right. James 4 has a well-known passage of 13 to 17. So don't boast about tomorrow. We don't know what will happen. 
Let someone else praise you, not your own mouth. An outsider, not your own lips. It just comes across tasteless when someone is boasting or he's jockeying and angling to compare himself to others or to tear them down. Humility is what is needed. There's there's several verses about the quality of, of true friendship, something that is increasingly rare in our world. Five, better is open rebuke than hidden love. I mean, you know, doesn't mean you don't love someone just because you're you're you're, you're tough. You have some things to say. Um, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Um, Judas kissed Jesus, I and mean, what does that mean? Uh, a kiss is a superficial thing. But the words of rebuke, which could cause wounds, those wounds will heal. In fact, it's for our own spiritual, surgical good. And there's a similar passage in 9. Perfume and incense bring joy to the heart. Pleasantness of a friend springs from his heartfelt advice. So just how important it is to have content when we communicate with others. So much of the time we we focus on... uh, the weather or sports or our ailments as we get older. How is so-and-so doing? We're talking about third parties. But we can do better than that. And Proverbs envisions society where wise people converse at, at a heart level. The prudency danger and take refuge. That's, that's identical. Um, that's like chapter 22, verse 3, the verse I memorized the other day. If anyone loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, verse 14, it'll be taken as a curse. That verse fits in really well with what we looked at two chapters ago, and that's connected with 25, 16, and 17. And, you know, someone may think it's very spiritual to be singing and blessing and saying hallelujah, you know, as the sun's coming up, but Proverbs has a different view on that. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. If we don't have someone in our life to sharpen us, to call us higher, someone who will not necessarily just agree with what we say or what we do, but will say something, will share earnest counsel, when we're really, we're really huge losers. We're sharpened not only by mentors in Christ, brothers and sisters who have something to offer us because they're more mature, or they've been down the road that we've not been down yet. We can be sharpened by people we never meet through their words. Maybe we're listening to them. Uh, Maybe it's a class you're listening to on the web. There's a certain fellowship of minds when we read great authors. When you read the classics, the the writer may have died uh, 100, 300 years ago, but you can read him or her and be sharpened. And I think that's so important. Because there are are always times when, in our local situation, we're maybe not growing, not getting as much feeding from the pulpit as as we would like, but there are always other sources for encouragement and challenge in books. So that's a great thing. Iron sharpens iron. Well-known passage. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, people are tested by their praise. I think the idea is that you know, for silver to be any good, you, you've got to get rid of the impurities, the dross. And gold, uh, which is incredibly, uh, you know, non-reactive element, still, to get it in the shape you want it to be or to burn away anything that's 
that was found underground with the gold, it needs a furnace. Now, obviously, the silver doesn't hurt and the gold isn't crying out for relief in the flame. Um, but this is compared to people being tested. It says people are tested by their praise. When someone praises you, well, firstly, that's a good thing to do. It's a biblical thing. And it's a biblical thing to be happy when you have a word of praise. And ultimately, God will praise us. And we should live for that. Romans 2 and many other chapters talk about that very thing. Uh, beware the false humility that says, well, I, don't, I wouldn't want any honor. I don't want any glory. The glory is God's. Of course, that's true. But to, re to refuse any praise is like refusing any thanks. It's like never letting anyone ever give you a gift. or You, know, you can't have a good relationship with that attitude. But this is talking about the way that our press, what people say about us, maybe it's our reputation, but the words of others are like a crucible for our character. It, it really tests us. Do we say, oh, okay, well, I must be doing very well, so I'll just slack off? Or do we take it under advisement? I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you for those words. That's an upward call. It's going to be hard to keep trying to live like that, but I'm encouraged if you think you see progress. and you know, That's more, I think, the way to receive it. Then that next verse, though you grind a fool in a mortar, grinding him like grain with a pestle, you will not remove their folly from them. So, you know, mortar and pestle that are, that are used to uh, make into powder uh, ingredients in the apothecary shop. That, that, I think that's the idea. So the, the fool is in the mortar and he's, you know, there's this pressure, grinding pressure from the pestle. And he, he's not changing at all. We can't get his folly out of him. The crucible deals with, you know, after the crucible, the silver is pure. The gold is lustrous. But for the fool, there is no crucible. Well, he could have the crucible, but he has the mortar, but does no good. He won't change. And that's a, that's a sad thing. And it's easy, if we're verse 21 people being tested by praise, it's easy to, to fall into verse 22 and become fools in mortar. I've seen that so often. People who started so well, and they ended up doing so badly. And then the, the last chapter, the last uh, paragraph about knowing the condition of your flocks, a crown is not secure for all generations. You may say, I don't have flocks. I'm not royalty. I don't have a crown. But I think the challenge to give careful attention to our herds or to our situation, to take stock of assets and liabilities is very good advice. It's great advice financially, but it goes way beyond that. So even in a passage that seems culturally to have little to do with our own age, if you look for the principle at the heart of it, there's always something for us. What's the challenge today? The challenge of the day is to not boast about our discipline. See, there, there are several passages actually in this chapter, not boasting about tomorrow, not boasting about ourselves. You know, we're tested by our praise. We need to stay humble. When I was a young Christian, I, boy, I offended against this one all the time. I mean, people would, would see me and they'd say, how are you? And I'd said, I'm doing well. Um, I slept five hours and 45 minutes. And then I had a quiet time for an hour and 10 minutes. I mean, I was always telling them how long I slept or somehow getting it around to that topic. I'd say, how are you? And, and when did you sleep? And when did you get up? And what did you read in your quiet time? I always wanted people to know I'm reading and praying 
and I'm burning the candle uh, at both ends. But again, as I mentioned the other day, someone said, if you're burning the candle at both ends, you're not as bright as you know you think. Drawing attention to discipline and sacrifice is as ugly as the person fasting, Matthew chapter 6, who goes out without the lotions. So he looks a mess. He's, he's not made himself up. And so people will say, what's wrong with you? Did someone die? And then inevitably he'll say, no, I'm fasting. Let's not call attention to our discipline. I know we're listening to this series to develop discipline, to be more productive. It's not wrong to talk about what we're doing. And let's not be weird if someone encourages us. But let's be very careful not to boast about how humble we've become through, through, uh, through discipline and the Proverbs. That would just be so out of place. Okay, let me, um, let me pray for us and then we'll close with the same chapter in, in, a, in a second version. Lord, you know we, we drift. We have certain scripts going through our minds, some negative, some positive, some hopelessly unrealistic. Help us not to believe our own press. Help us to accept praise graciously, but to let it impel us to live for you with more passion, with more zeal, not to back off or give ourselves a pat on the back and a break from the things of the Spirit. Lord, please give us the humility in our planning as we think of the next day, the next year, the next decade. Help us to grow in humility too when it comes to even talking about ourselves. I know Jesus talked about himself at times, but he was he was never boastful. Others would praise him, but he didn't praise himself. And more than anyone else, in the crucible, his character was assayed, and it was seen that he was pure gold, completely sinless. What a standard for us to be called to. But let us push on nevertheless. We thank you in the name of the one who died for us. Amen. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let another praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger, not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's provocation is heavier than both. Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, profuse are the kisses of an enemy. One who is full loathes honey, but to one who is hungry, everything bitter is sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Do not forsake your friend and your father's friend. Do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. Be wise, my son. Make my heart glad, that I may answer him who reproaches me. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for an adulteress. Whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice rising early in the morning will be counted as cursing. A continual dripping on a rainy day 
and a quarrelsome wife are alike. To restrain her is to restrain the wind or to grasp oil in one's right hand. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who guards his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects the man. Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied, and never satisfied are the eyes of man. The crucible is for silver, the furnace is for gold, a man is tested by his praise. Crush a fool in a mortar with a pestle, along with crushed grain, yet his folly will not depart from him. Know well the condition of your flocks, and give attention to your herds, for riches do not last forever. And does a crown endure to all generations? When the grass is gone, and the new growth appears, and the vegetation of the mountains is gathered, the lambs will provide your clothing, and the goats the price of the field. There will be enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household, and maintenance for your girls. Thank you for listening to this lesson. Uh, come back tomorrow for chapter 28. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's teaching on the book of Proverbs. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.